You're listening to Piano Maverick, a podcast where we talk about how you can fulfill your dream about playing piano, along with creating a lifestyle around it, and at the same time, developing positive relationships with others and becoming the best version of yourself. Whether you're just starting out or if you're a seasoned pro, you can make it happen. I'm your host, Rodney Ronquillo. Now today I'm going to be talking about how you can lower the intimidation factor when it comes to playing piano for the first time. Now anybody who's actually approached playing an instrument, whether it be a guitar, piano, or even drums, uh, they fall into one of two categories. Either they are a dreamer or they want to do something about it, but they, they are intimidated by it. Now what actually causes intimidation? The thing about intimidation and the intimidation and also fear, I mean, they're pretty much in the same categories, is that when you have a lack of knowledge for something, you're going to be somewhat afraid because it's the fear of the unknown. You, you don't know what the outcome's gonna be. And it's the same thing like public speaking as well. What if you forget your lines? What if you don't know what you're doing on stage? And what if the people, what if the people judge you? Now, the thing is that all these what ifs are pretty much holograms. They are, they, they are like subliminal sayings to ourselves that we actually have more control over. Now, to be able to get over the fear of anything, it all boils down to having knowledge. And the more you know about something, the more you will understand whether you should somewhat continue to fear it or you should know what uh, you will have to do to be able to handle it. Now. If it is something that's dangerous and you've got the knowledge about it, then you have less, you still will be going in with fear, but at least you have the knowledge knowing what not to do. And also it should be able to put you into a state of being able to come up with some sort of ideas. Basically, you want to be in a mindset of resourcefulness. Now, to be able to lower the intimidation factor uh, when it comes to playing the piano, one of the first steps is that you got to have the dream and the desire and the passion to want to play piano even if you've never touched piano before. If you don't have that first step then you're not going to be able to get to the second step. You, you got to want to be able to do this and your reasons for playing piano may be you know it could be various among other people but fundamentally you should want and hunger to play the piano whether it's for self-pleasure or whether it's to impress somebody. However, if you're looking to impress somebody, then your interest in piano is all going to boil down to the outcome of what happens outside of you. Wanting to play piano should actually happen within inside of you, regardless of whether you're going to be booed, whether you're gonna be turned down or whether you're gonna be rejected. The first step is you've gotta have the want and the passion and the burning desire within you. So now that you've got that, now you understand that, the next thing you need to do is you need to be in a state of resourcefulness. What do I mean by that? Well, resourcefulness is a way of coming up with ideas on the fly when you don't even have anything to work with. For example, if you're in a jungle and you're running away from wolves, you don't have time to think. You've got to look for, you got to look for ways to make sure that you're safe, whether you have to climb a tree or you have to run through a river, or you gotta get creative right on the spot. You don't have a choice. You really don't have a choice. Resourcefulness, everybody has the, uh, that capability. 
And when you're resourceful, you will discover things that your brain will create that you never thought of before. And you will be astounded as to what the human mind is capable of doing. So the first step, like I said, you gotta be able to, uh, you've gotta have the reason, you've gotta have the desire. The second step is you gotta put yourself in a state of resourcefulness. Meaning as well, another way to, to uh, be resourceful is to really believe in yourself, even if it's never happened. And you've got to have your eyes focused on the goal, which is you want to have that dream of being able to play piano. Now, when you hear some song on the radio, you want to be able to go to the piano and you can jam along with it, or you can memorize the song and you've already got enough foundation. And I'm, when I mean foundation, I don't mean like a massive Mozart or Beethoven-like piece, like a classical foundation, although, I mean, those things can be helpful if you decide to go a little bit too complex. But if you're looking to play things that are on the radio or on iTunes or Spotify, you know, uh, or Amazon or Google Play, then you're, you're going to need to be in a state of like resourcefulness, uh, if anything. Now, before I go a little bit for too, uh, too much further about myself, I'm going to have to sort of further ahead of myself. I'm going to go on to the next step. So first of all, we talked about how you got to have a good desire you've the next step is you've got to be willing to be resourceful all right now the third step uh, to all of this is that now like anything in life if you're going to master something even if you just master the basics you're going to need to get comfortable with whatever it is that you're going to be working with uh, what do I mean that by that so let's say you take a car you know that when you're driving a car for the first time you're going to have all sorts of intimidation factors, right? Because the things that you're actually gripping the steering wheel for the first time, you don't know what your grip should be like. You don't know if the windshield or the hood is too far for you. You're not sure what people are going to drive like around you. The way to get comfortable with a car, you've got to first develop a relationship with the steering wheel, the brake and the accelerator. When you can actually get those three together and you're comfortable with it, your next step is to be able to develop a relationship with the rest of the, the car. You've got to feel as if you are the car. It's the same thing with the piano and guitar, but in this case, piano. You've got to develop a relationship with the piano. Now, I don't mean like a relationship, like a dating relationship. I mean a familiar, familiarity and a consciousness and some sort of emotional consciousness to that level where it's like whenever you lay your hands on the keys it doesn't intimidate you because the only thing you need to do now is just let ideas come from your mind or if you choose to be a sight reader see what's in front of you in terms of music notation and all that and then do the connecting of the dots go from the eyes to the fingers and then you express yourself from there but really, to develop a relationship with the piano, you just have to touch the keys with your fingers. You don't have to press the keys at all. You just have to touch it and count to, let's say, 10 seconds. And then lift your hands off the keys. Give it another 10 seconds. Then touch the keys again. Touch the surface of every key. Right? Feel, feel the grooves, feel the, the gaps, feel the ivory. Uh, if you've got a digital piano, most likely it's made out of plastic, so just feel the plastic. Feel the shape of each key. Now, it will sound weird, 
But here's what's happening when you're actually doing that. You're actually feeding all sorts of feeling information to your subconscious mind and to your conscious mind. You're feeding all sorts of brain, I'm uh, sorry, you're feeding all sorts of information to your brain. And what you're trying to do is that you're help, helping your brain recognize what it is that it's going to be working with. Do that for a while, do that for about an hour, like every 10 seconds, then maybe vary it. Every five seconds, touch it and then just get away from it. Touch it, get away from it. Even put your foot on the pedal. If you don't know what a pedal is, it's that thing that's down there where it's probably golden or silver, or it's probably, who knows, right? It might be made out of plastic, but it's that thing where it's like, if you press, <coughs> sorry, if you press the pedal, and then you strike any of the keys, I mean, if, once you get to that stage, it should start sustaining a note for a little bit of a while, maybe a longer while, right? And that's that's pretty much the way that you develop a relationship with the piano, is that you gotta eventually feel like you are the piano, and you can only do that when you touch it and try to see if you can feel it, and then let go and see if it creates an impression like like a like a projection in your subconscious mind, or in or in even in the memory uh, banks uh, of your brain, touch, and then let go. It's the same thing with typing as well. If you notice some kids, whenever they go to a keyboard or they go to a piano, they're striking the key, you know, the piano, and yeah, of course it annoys adults and the like. But the thing is, what's really happening is that they're trying to feel their world around them. And as they feel the world around them through their skin and through their cells, it's sending a lot of information to their brain. And eventually, the more comfortable they are with something, the more they will want to de they'll develop an interest for it. And then they will want to grow it and take it many steps further until it becomes like a thousand and a million steps from just that initial relationship. See, so you, you've got to approach this like a child, but without striking the keys first, you just touch the keyboard let go, touch it, feel the keyboard, let go, feel it again, let go. And then when you start to feel comfortable with the, the feeling and the touch and the texture of the, like the piano keys, the pedal, then strike some notes. It doesn't matter if it's untuned, it doesn't matter if, it's, if you're striking notes and it doesn't sound great. The important thing is that you want to be able to tell your brain, my fingers, can strike this down, it's okay, it's gonna produce sound. So once you get used to that, and even though you've got a lot of junky notes going in, into your subconscious mind, eventually you're going to develop a curiosity. Now the curiosity stage will, want, will make you want to figure out, how do I now take this chaotic sound of notes and put them into order? That's your next step, that's your next stage. And then you're going to probably play, you, you may want to strike each key gently, one by one, just to get a feel for it. This can actually be accomplished within a day, maybe just a couple hours, maybe even an hour, uh, depending on your learning style and you know how you feel about, um, about the world around you. So you just pretty much take all those steps. And eventually, if you do exactly what I say, you know, and if it, should it work out, you will be able to get so comfortable with piano that now your mind and your feelings and your emotions should start getting excited about the possibilities of now what can I do with this? What can I do with this piano? And then you, that's where you decide. Uh, you can continue taking on more basics on theory, scales, triads. I highly recommend if you can take those because those are the foundations to just about any 
like playing style or any music that you hear from, from out there. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so, so that's the thing. You, you, you want to touch things, let go, and then touch things, let go. Keep developing it. Get more experimental until you start to develop a curiosity as to how you can actually bring order to the chaos. And then before you know it, about a week has gone by, maybe two weeks, and you'll find yourself being able to play anything that you hear out there. See, this is the one thing I think I think most teachers still don't get. I was very lucky that my teacher, uh, I mean, I don't know where she is now, but uh, I don't know if she's even alive today, but uh, if she is not with us, then um, uh, God bless her soul. I, I, she really helped me a whole lot. Um, she was very patient with me. She let me just try at the piano and she would she would just ask me what my level was or what my experience was and then she worked with me from there and she just watched me try to not get the notes right but what she actually was trying to do she was also trying to help me develop a good relationship with the piano from my key no for sort of with the keys to my fingers fingers to my wrist the wrist to my arms going all the way up to my spinal cord and and bypassing the survival center so that now it's instead of something to be intimidated about it it's actually a pleasure thing it's it's a way of growing you know and eventually eventually playing the piano wasn't so tough after all because there was no association with a teacher just you know just whacking my wrists or fingers really hard with a ruler every time i did something wrong or being yelled at or being scolded at. Nobody wants to be like going through that. And the things that if you associate those things with playing piano, no human being is going to continue with that because there's something called the pain and the pleasure principle. Uh, human beings will move away from anything that's painful and they'll gravitate towards things that are pleasurable, right? So the, te the touching and the let go, the touching and let go, it's the same thing like love and dating. Uh, so in order for a relationship to really work and i'm talking about the, the dating stage and to also see if it actually is if, there, if there's a way to test love in it you've got to be able to get away once in a while and then come back because you miss it then get away and come back have your little first argument here and there but get away but then you start to miss it and you come back away and come back until suddenly one day everything falls into place and then you know the man could wish uh, the actually j just just uh, ask the girl to marry him and if it works out then yeah that then it works that way you know she'll say yes i mean if if it works that i mean if, if uh, the relationship has been done well and it actually works out from there so now that i think about it it's actually very similar to dating so you are actually trying something out you're actually but you're not touching your your date that's the difference is that the piano is more of the experience going back and forth getting to know the piano through touch and through everything else and after that after that it's totally up to you where you want to take it and if the relationship works out then i will tell you you're going to be very curious as to what you can do with the piano that you'll grow it and do something that's amazing and then you become what I call the power couple. You and the piano or the keyboard, whatever it is that you choose to, 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 uh, to work with. And then you can do amazing things. And I have good news for you. You can do this within a month, maybe even a week. I'm not saying in a day, although there are people who actually were able to like nail that. I was able to nail it in a day. But there are people who can do it in weeks. 
but this you don't have to worry about this this doesn't have to go beyond a year but you got to do this not routinely but out of curiosity and out of desire wanting to do it because when you, re when you repeat those steps when you be able to like touch and let go touch and let go and then touch a little longer then let go a little longer then touch a little longer let go a little shorter just vary it then eventually something should happen and it will be unexplainable but it's more of a feeling so in a sense to be able to do this with the piano to be able to get comfortable with it and to get to the point where you can actually play like a pro even if you don't have all of the mozart like uh, uh, agility or the beethoven theory and all that stuff you can still become a pro piano player and you can play along with the radio you can play in a concert you can you can accompany somebody at church if you wish to you can write songs you can even sing and play with the piano because that is the key that is the key you develop a relationship with the piano so much so that your body and the piano become one that if you decide to talk or sing at the same time it's all integrated it all works together it's all psychological and it's physiological as well so hopefully that helps you out and if you're interested in seeing how this goes into action what you can do is you can sign up for my course uh, i at the moment i don't have the course available yet i'm actually in the middle of producing it but if you'd like more information about it just write me at rod ron so it's r-o-d as in danny r-o-n as in nancy at gmail.com so it's rodron at gmail.com and when you write me just just uh, indicate that you're interested in my upcoming course it's going to be an up it's going to be an online course so anybody can learn to play piano from anywhere in the world i know there are many many courses out there that are out uh, that are online that teach you this uh, sort of stuff but me i'm going to be taking a slightly different approach to how you can actually master the basics and maybe to the point just to play about just about any song and to sound like a pro not just sound like a pro but to feel like you're a pro even even if you've got the basics that's where i'd like to get you to be so i'm your host rodney ronquillo and you're listening to piano maverick mm -hmm.